You're listening to a grindhouse courthouse. We put movies on trial to determine whether or not a film has committed too many movie misdemeanors to be considered viewable. Uh, please rise for the terrifying judge for this episode. Hello and welcome to the Van Helsing episode. Produced in 2004 with a budget of approximately $170 million, Van Helsing stars Hugh Jackman as the titular Van Helsing, Kate Beckinsale as some lady named Anna Valerius, and Richard Roxborough as the My Chemical Romance version of Dracula. It was written and directed by Stephen Summers, the same guy who wrote and directed 1999's The Mummy, an overall pleasing and generally competent action-adventure film. However, Stephen Summers also wrote and directed 2009's G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, thus proving the duality of man once and for all. Joining me today to drive a spring-loaded retractable stake through the heart of Van Helsing are the prosecutors, Dave and Dylan. Hello. So, Arguing that it's literally impossible to have too many characters in a movie and that set-piece changes are what make a good plot is the defense, Matt and Adam. We're doing it. Let's do it. Begin! to start fighting (laughs) all right van helsing more like van hell yeah nice writer director and producer summers reinvents the universal monsters in this no holds slam bang high octane over the top roller coaster of the adventure that has vampires and werewolves battling each other No other movie has done this. You've never seen this before on anything. No film, no TV series, anything. Summers, the man, did it first. Van Helsing is a true homage to the monsters of the Universal Studios, where Summers resurrects every conceivable horror creature created for the silver screen and interconnects (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, I have to like, take a breath. A Does that bit. include the mummy? Is the mummy in this? That's We're the only get, monster. No, I they're care hidden. About. They're hidden in there. Hold on. Hold well, on. Swamp monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a point on that one actually. Oh, uh, <laughs> created for the silver screen, it interconnects them for the first attempt at the dark universe, which Universal Pictures would attempt to revive 14 years later. He's a trendsetter. If you're a fan of gothic stories, Van Helsing is a must-see. Objection. (laughs) I have to object in my own courtroom. Uh, 2014's Dracula Untold was the next attempt to start the Dark Universe, not the Mm. mummy. That's a point against you. God damn it. Your Honor, I move to have this entire case dismissed. (laughs) Good. Well, I'll submit my summary judgment on Van Helsing. Great film. Must-see. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like Adam had a lot of... uh, False in his... You can't prove it. You can't prove it. It's an opening statement. There were a suspicious amount of adjectives in his opening statement. Now, defense. Shut the fuck up. Prosecutors. (laughs) Begin. Underworld 6 Frankenstein versus Dracula blows. It's the worst of the installments. Kate Beckinsale doesn't even use her vampire powers throughout the whole movie. It's just her dumb brother who's a lichen. Plus, where's that half lichen, half vampire guy? He doesn't even show up. All we get is lame-ass Gabriel Van Helsing, which is a knockoff Van Helsing. That's not even the original Van Helsing. So I don't even know who this guy is. Best part was Dr. Hyde's cute butt. Try and prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I'm waiting for that proof. <laughs> Definitely. Well, now that opening statements have concluded, uh, bring on the evidence. I want to talk about how ambitious and exciting this movie is. Never before has any movie ever tried to put all of these characters into one story at the same time. We got ever. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We got vampires. We got Dracula, which is a type of vampire, but he's the best type of vampire. We got werewolves. What else we got, Adam? Spooky. Spooky. Uh, we got the br- we got the brides of Dracula. Yeah, we got we got little vampire. Those are all fetus vampires. Babies. We got hey. You can't just have like subsets of different <laughs> names. That's it's like we have humans and we have Tom <laughs> and we have Dylan. I can name like a billion people that way. Listen, Dave. These are the classic Universal monsters, and they're coming together. They're coming together in one film again. This has never been done before. This is 2004. You know what we're riding? What is the name? Summers? He was on a tear in Hollywood. Listen, listen. He did The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. And Universal was like, you know what? You're killing it. You're doing the best thing that Hollywood has ever seen. You know what we're going to do? We're going to hand you $160 million, which is outrageous for 2004. And this man sat on that. And he's like, you know what? We need to go big. We need to do something huge. Everyone loves monsters. I've done The Mummy. They loved it. Everyone loved it. There's people getting <laughs> tattoos of The Mummy on their face. That's how much they loved it. It revived Brendan Fraser's career. So uh, Revived or killed? <laughs> he's back. Everyone loves him. There's like He's like America's sweetheart right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain how that one works, Adam? Yeah, how is Brendan Fraser back? <laughs> what movie he's, are you talking about? Well, he's in that, like, uh, what is it? Murder? No. Oh, God, what is it called? It's like a TV series. Doom? Doomsday? Dooms Patrol? Oh, right. He's in that show Doomsday Preppers where they just went to his house and found him in that bunker with like 40 years worth of cans. Honestly, you go on the internet right now and everyone's just like, oh, Brandon Frater, he's such a cool guy. He's so nice. And they're like, Brandon, did you fucking eat 40 years of canned goods already? You look terrible. We're getting side distracted. I want to get no, back. Hold to on. This. <laughs> this discussion about Brendan Fraser is more interesting than Van Helsing. Let's, let's keep I'm going I'm just curious with that. how Van Helsing brought him back after get, The Mummy. I'm getting to this. It's all connected, Dave. Again, Summers did The Mummy first. That's one of the universal monsters. Summers got the response saying, hey, this is great. People love it. What if I could one-up it? What if I go two-up it? Hell, three-up it. Let's get all the universal monsters together. But we can't just throw them into a movie and just start battling. That's dumb. No one likes battling monsters for a full movie. No, instead, Summers had a scope that was much larger than anything we've ever seen before. So what he wanted to do, he wanted to take all those existing monsters, get them involved on screen, form a relationship that was connected. It wasn't a coincidence. They needed to be there. That's it. That's the first piece. How were they connected? <laughs> I'm getting well, there. They started judged. battling in the middle, so <laughs> they're in. They're in the same movie. That's how they're connected. <laughs> oh, okay, I understand. Geographically, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> but he wanted it to be more organic rather than just like, oh, Dracula's over there, and he has to fight Frankenstein's monsters. No, no, we need to have a motivation behind these characters. So let's take Dracula. Look at this man. He's been alive for. Thousands upon thousands of years. He's got ladies galore. Means nothing to uh, I believe he's only been around for less than 400. Okay, yeah. 400 years. Whatever. That's still a long time. That would drive you mad because you got nothing. You're getting no joy out of life. And we're seeing that with this Dracula. Everyone knows what Can I'm we, talking uh, about. Can we pause one second? I believe he also specifically says in the movie, 
he has no emotions, yeah. no feelings. So yeah. that doesn't matter. You yes. can't feel. You're, you're, you're bringing my point, Dave. No, but like you're saying that he does this all to feel something, but like he just No, no, can't. no, Dave. I'm saying that Summer's version of Dracula has been Dracula for so long that he feels nothing anymore. So how would you motivate a character? He needs to bring life back. How can you do this? Frankenstein's monster. Oh my God, there's a connection. This is organic. Now we have motive behind the best evil character in any Monster Mash movie. Okay, I'm get, I, I don't see how the Scorpion King connects to any That's, of this. <laughs> you guys are lost. I'm not talking about the mummy. The mummy's probably going to come up in Van Helsing 2 any day now. That's the tragedy that, that there was never a Van Helsing 2. Although, we did get a Van Helsing TV show that ran for five years starring Vanessa Helsing, like Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that clever? Oh my God. There's a huge appetite for all of this. People can't get oh, enough. That's so clever. Um, <laughs> the court will not recognize that that is clever. Oh, was was there a mummy in any of those five seasons? Probably. I don't yeah. know. You expect yeah. me to have watched five seasons of that show before this show? Yes. I want you to do deep research. <laughs> Did you do any research into this? If you really cared about Van Helsing, you would have watched all five seasons. So we actually do see the connection quite obviously on screen between the mummy and Ben Helsing, though, in the fact that Igor is what fucking happened to Benny after all those goddamn scarabs ate his skin off. Exactly. Right. There we go. So there is a, there's a bit of gap that you have to jump to get to this connection. That's how deep this movie is. And we haven't even mentioned the Illuminati holy order that's <laughs> behind all of this. This is like, and we haven't even mentioned Hugh Jackman, our like, I don't even know. There's so many, so many superlatives we could give to Hugh Jackman in this. He's like a Witcher, interesting hero, Indiana Jones, Is his character named Leopold, Matrix, in this? I remember. <laughs> Leopold. Well, that's interesting, Dave, because I do have a theory that, like, so okay, hold on, remind me, what year do the events of Kate and Leopold take place in? 1876. That's right. What year does Dracula get created in this movie? 1887. And then the events of the movie happen a year after that. And Leopold, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Van Helsing, has no memory of what happened before he started hunting monsters because he had his memory wiped by the Holy Order. Look at how deep this Uh goes. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Is that how he lost it? He invents the elevator. When are elevators invented, though? When are elevators invented? Like, that year. It has to be within six months. <laughs> he has to hammer out that. Your whole theory rests on this precipice of when an elevator was invented. So you better figure that out, man. It was invented, like, 40 years before the events of Kate and Leopold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We just cracked this thing wide Which open. Which makes sense because Leopold can time travel. So he probably went back in time to create this elevator that was present in Van Helsing, which he takes to escape Dracula. Oh, my God. It's all connected. Look at that. How many times can Adam make his fingers go together like Mr. Burns is recording (laughs) this? I wish we were doing the video (laughs) for this one. There's a lot of interlocking. It's all connected. Uh, Where was I? This movie's (laughs) ambitious. (laughs) We've got a lot of monsters coming together. But again, Summers did his due diligence. He didn't want to make just a random fashion of monsters fighting and that's it. No, he wanted to understand these characters. He wanted a new take on them. Your Honor, objection. He's starting again. He's already done this once. We should have our time to rebuttal. I feel, I feel if I can continue saying the same thing and if I talk long enough, 
it could be like a filibuster where we just keep going so it almost gets ingrained that this is a good movie and you can't get in your negative points and it'll just drive Tom crazy. That's what people love about podcasts, filibusters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Adam, you are warned now to make your points. I Yeah, I think I did. Uh, This is just a very ambitious movie. I think, again, Summers went out of his way to actually fully understand what he wanted out of the Universal Monsters. He tried a different take with them. He tried to give them unique characters, unique approach to understanding their stories and then bringing them together. I think his ideas were a bit grand for what he could pull off. He may have relied heavily on CGI, but this was still such a solid attempt on his part that again, we haven't seen this in 13, 14 years. So kudos to Summers and kudos for Universal Pictures for allowing him to attempt this. Hmm. Well argued. Uh, Prosecutors, uh, what are you thinking right about now? You know, the thing about ambition is if you fail miserably, it makes it way worse than if you'd never (laughs) tried at all. What's what's that stupid slogan on like TikTok? Aim for the stars because if you miss, you land on the moon. That's what Summers did. I think it's the opposite based on basic understanding of space, Adam. <laughs> Aim for the moon. If you miss, you'll land in the stars. Is that what it is? You know, the moon is closer than the stars, but never mind that. The saying is, you, you kids, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. But that doesn't apply to this movie because it was a huge success. <laughs> it made $300 million in the box office and then it made about a bazillion dollars in DVD sales. If you're all wondering where you can watch this movie, go to your DVD cabinet at home and it'll be there. I guarantee it. Everybody bought this thing (laughs) because everyone was so excited. Is that true? Dave has it right behind him now. I can see it right now on the shelf. (laughs) You cannot. The great thing about this movie is you know it's bad right off the bat because we meet Dr. Jackal, is it Dr. Jackal or is it Mr. Jackal? I forget who's the doctor and who's uh, the mister. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's Dr. Jekyll. So we meet Dr. Jekyll right off the bat, and he's a 14-foot piece of shit CGI <laughs> mess. It is not held up over time. It looks terrible. And the whole time, it's just like like his dick and balls falling out and his ass being shown. And like it's just... It's just grotesque. Like this hairy monster's <laughs> balls like slap Hugh Jackman in the face. And we're supposed to be laughing. And and me personally, I'm like, this is grotesque. This is truly <laughs> grotesque. Cuts his arm off. He falls off the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris. So, so we get this idea. And then we start to get the backstory. And the backstory makes less and less sense the more they explain it. So if they were just like, yeah, he's Van Helsing. He's a monster hunter. That would have been great. That would have been fine. But then they just start to fill in his backstory. And... I don't understand what the hell they were trying to explain with his backstory. The way they do it, too, is awful. Because they don't give you, like, a good chunk. They give you, like, tiny little snippets. Like, little, little snippets. What the hell is, what point are they trying to make? He is an angel. No. That's not. He was the hand of God. We don't have. He's been around since, for like 400 years with Dracula. Uh, Longer. Way longer. (laughs) Objection, prosecution. Sorry. Longer. Longer. Because they mentioned like 73 AD. They're like, you were there at 73 AD. He's like, yeah, I don't remember. And you think this is going to be a really important plot? Like, oh, he's impossibly old. No, it's just like, you killed me. That's what Jack Dracula says to him. And that's the extent of why it's important who he is. You're like, but you're not even like a good, like that good of a fighter or anything. Like, I don't know. 
Didn't make any sense. Like, did he have, did like, he lose all his memory and powers? Or, like, why is he some shitty mortal now? That's for Van Helsing, yes. too. This is, this is just setting it up so there's this giant lore that we can explore with all these subsequent movies that we deserve. Are you saying this is a good never- movie because they set everything up in Van Helsing 1 and then never finish it? Oh. Leave it for uh, imaginary Van Helsing. 2. That's like saying Bahu Bali one is better. The beginning is better than Bahu Bali two. Are we talking the about conclusion? the the movie? The movie chronology. <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> That's like saying you enjoy JJ Abrams movies. It's just like oh god. Again, bring up JJ. Okay, okay. Let's let's break this down. First off, the beginning of the movie is not the whole Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde thing. The beginning of the movie. It's like 20 minutes. The beginning of the movie is paying a homage to Universal Pictures, where they have the classic black and white. They're in the castle. You have uh, Frankenstein reviving or creating Frankenstein's monster. And Dracula's there. But again, the way that this is shot, they have the nice play with the shadows. So again, they're going back. They're recognizing what people liked from all those... 1930s, 1940s horror movies. I don't know when they took place. They're old. But they're going back. They're paying tribute to this. You know what they call that, Adam? They call that a bait and switch. (laughs) Because then they fucking don't do that. (laughs) But no, I I would also be fine with that whole thing if it wasn't just a one year difference. That's how you know. Why were you in black and white? And then one year later, it's like, (laughs) they're just setting modern age or something. It's like, fucking why? Yeah, respond to that, you fuckers. They do a great transition because even when it does the one year later, you have Van Helsing. It's still pretty dark. It's still pretty gray. He's in Paris, but it's still being like you have the Eiffel Tower being constructed. So you get a sense of the city, the time, the atmosphere. And then as they pan over to the city, that's where the color comes in, which is fairly dark. But it's going from the gray world to the new and interesting. No, you said it was gray just like five seconds ago. It can't be new and interesting and gray at the same time. Like that would have been way better if they did like a scene with Dracula like a hundred years ago, and he's like attacking some shitty village that had no connection to like the present. Sorry, we're... and it was black and white. That would have been like, oh yeah, like, it's old school. That would have been way better. Objection! No room for feelings in this courtroom. <laughs> Only facts. You know, the, here's the fact. The fact. Uh, the best way to tell if something happened in the past is to make it black and white, regardless of how long ago it happened. One year, 400 years, doesn't matter. It happened in the past. And it sets up the motivation of our lead villain that he wants to use Frankenstein's life-bringing lightning gizmo to create life so he can give birth to all of his little uh, vampire babies. Mm -hmm. Those little fetus creatures that are flying around. That's the motivation. Yeah, setting it up. And then it gets paid off at the end of the movie when he kidnaps Frankenstein's monster and he uses the monster to help give life to them. And the only way he can die is when a werewolf kills him, as everyone knows, which is a werewolf that's that's Van Helsing. Isn't that... Look at that. It's all connected. I'm putting my fingers together again. <laughs> everyone, hold your hands together. <laughs> oh, man, they're making vaginas with them. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the first point. I think we got to Dr. Jekyll's hairy ass. I think that's where we left off. Yeah, okay. So you're, you're seeing... Van Helsing in action right off the bat. You don't know anything about this character, but you know he's an outlaw because there was a sign with a reward saying, hey, this man has murdered. We need to bring him in. 
So you're not sure if you should be cheering for him. You're not sure how you should feel about this character. But we get the first bit of conflict with Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yes, the CGI didn't hold up. But again, I, I bring this back to Summer's ambition of he had this idea of what a monster should look like. Yes, it was done with a lot of CGI. Maybe practical effects might have been a better approach. But he needed to get the message, get it across fairly quickly. So CGI was their best option. So again, we see Van Helsing doing what Van Helsing does best kicking ass he's shooting <laughs> he's got razor blade uh twirly things that he can cut off people's arms and cut through the floor he is quick clever and he knows how to act in a dangerous scenario so we're setting up this character pretty well i don't understand why they'd be against this first 30 minutes of the movie your honor my rebuttal is exactly what adam said just in a more sarcastic and <laughs> condescending tone. i will allow it i will allow it it's van helsing he's shooting he's got spinny blade things <laughs> it's fucking stupid he's got cool gadgets yeah. that's how you phrase it that's the spin we put on it because he's like james bond who fights monsters exactly. that's what our scene in vatican city when he's chilling with the Holy Order and he meets his friar Q friend, Carl. <laughs> Carl. Carl. Just Carl. <laughs> just, just Carl. You mean Faramir? <laughs> no, Carl. Carl. Just Carl. Do you he mean the narrator of 300? 10,000 Greek legions. And then in this one, his ears are sticking out and he's got wings on the side of his head for fucking with his hair. Like, like Jim Halpern. <laughs> I feel personally attacked because I had the exact same hairdo at the time. Yeah, we 2004. Did. So <laughs> hey, it was, was the style. style. Yeah, it was the style was back shit. in Everybody, everybody did. Carl's relatable. He's the everyday man yeah. getting tossed into a uh, venture. And that's this cool scene where you set up, he's like this James Bond character. He's got all these cool steampunky gadgets he's got the spinny blade things that he holds on his arm on his hands Neat. and he's got he's got like a tommy gun crossbow thing and Pretty he's cool. got a sunlight grenade wow. all of these things are super rad yeah yeah how's that sunlight grenade work hmm? magic how does the crossbow work <laughs> listen we're also not questioning magic. The, the minor details we're i don't think i the saw the string get pulled back once in that crossbow and that thing like weirdly spun weird angle that they filmed this so you never actually got to see the string but it happened because this is this is just a part of his ambition to just not show these things <laughs> this is the limitation of frame rates in the cameras that we had in 1888 because you just couldn't see the bow it was going so fast that it happened in between all right this is now a podcast about the nyquist theorem we're sampling at a rate that the... <laughs> yes. okay so back yes. to your whole dr hyde and Jekyll fight. Yeah. Like, can we just skip that whole scene and just jump him to the village where we also see him be a badass fighter? Yeah. For another 40 minutes? I think you need to have the scene with the church um, so you can see how connected he is and how much work he's been doing with them to be fighting these monsters. So it's not just he's new, he's going to villages there? and just doing it by himself. No, that's not really interesting. You you want to see, so think of any type of like James Bond movie. You get that glimpse of action. You see him driving through Venice. You see him shooting up people. And then he goes to the headquarters for his next mission. That's exactly what Van Helsing did in this. And that makes it good? No, I'm not saying it's good. There is a formula oh, okay. to some of these Well, I guess I'm ready to deliver my judgments. <laughs> Everybody's on the same side. 
But Dave's saying, why not cut this out? And you need this because, again, you get to see Van Helsing in action. You get to see how he's under these certain circumstances of danger, how he acts, his weapons. So you get that sense of danger and you get that sense of character. So you need that at the very beginning to understand his character because you don't want to just have him sitting there looking at some files of like, oh, I have to go on this mission. It's just like, what qualifies this man? Well, we've just seen it. Case in point. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't explain why he's an angel, though. We'll get there. <laughs> Will we? <laughs> so what's going on in this village? Dracula. Dracula, man. He's not even Dracula. It's his, his bitches. Brides. <laughs> <laughs> the term is brides. Thank you, counselor. I prefer bitches, too. All right. Tell me about these bitches. <laughs> they had decided to attack a village in the daytime. Which we all know is yeah they, the worst thing for a vampire to they do. They are always and only fighting in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I couldn't understand it either. It's kind of cloudy. Every it's really cloudy in Romania, and Somewhere that's cast. why the sunlight's not getting you know to them perfectly. So that that you explains. know what the thing about clouds are? <laughs> <laughs> they move. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> these these dumbass broads are like, okay, we're going to rely on this brief break, this brief moment when the cloud cover protects, covers the sun, we can attack the village. But sister, what happens if the clouds move, you know, like they do? Well, then I'll just hide in a well. And this is their whole tactic, flying mm-hmm. from incredible distances to, to take what seems to be, I think, a, the typical, they take one or two villagers to feed, and that's about it. So I think think this shows the priority or how drastic their mission is because i believe they're trying to collect anna and her brother they're trying to kill them and the fact that they're going out in daylight yes it's overcast so they have some protection but the fact that they're doing this in the daylight when they are the weakest they have the chance of death not just from the villagers and the hunters after them but natural elements this shows that they needed to get this done this is very important to kill these two individuals they already have the brother at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, so there's another scene where they're trying to <laughs> capture a werewolf. They capture the werewolf. The werewolf scratches the brother or whatever. The brother becomes enslaved to Dracula. We don't know why. He just does. Because at first I thought it was because he was a werewolf. Nope. Van Helsing becomes a werewolf too later in the movie and does not sub- succumb to Dracula's power. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, the brother's already out of the picture. Now he's just trying to get the daughter, the sister, which is... The fucking same character that she plays in Underworld. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Aesthetically, I mean, one difference, and I actually haven't seen Underworld in a long time, so I don't remember if she does this. She has a really shitty accent in it. Not hearing any counter arguments must be true. Yeah, I haven't seen Underworld in a long time. You don't remember the accent? Uh, I do vaguely remember everybody talking like Count Von Count from Sesame Street. Um, yes. which is perfectly <laughs> legitimate and like sat, that's how everybody from Romania talks don't check fact check me <laughs> don't at me actually at Adam <laughs> people from Romania who are mad Just okay, so I will me. give the village one prop and I think it was Tom's favorite scene in the entire movie this is true is when Van Helsing makes a glorious jump to catch the foot of one of the bitches. <laughs> I believe that's the best scene in the whole vid- uh, whole movie. 
He goes he, full Michael Jordan. Yeah. He <laughs> has a running start and his tongue is completely out the entire time. It's not something Hugh Jackman ever did before in any movie. It's not something <laughs> he ever did after. But just for this one scene, his tongue is fully extended and it looks like he's just yelling and screaming like a crazy person. But again, like, do you I, think, I don't know why they did that. Do you think that. Summers was like, we need more out of you for this jump? I think. It's not enough. So, so first off, Summers actually had Hugh Jackman in mind for that role. Like when he was writing it, he's like, we need Hugh Jackman for this. And Hugh Jackman gladly accepted. He wanted to do some type of action epic on this scale. So he was for this completely. I think this was the first day of filming. And that is just Hugh Jackman being so excited on being this type of, like being on this type of project. That tongue is out. And he is, like, you can just see the glee on his face as he's jumping up to... If you look closely, he's actually wearing Air Force Ones in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> they make you jump higher. Yeah, yeah but Everybody like this, this scene is, so this scene with the brides and they're attacking the village, this is actually fairly well done because again, you have the blend of uh, the brides where they were blurring real actresses with CGI. And say what you want. Here's fucking seamless. <laughs> Took it out of my Couldn't mouth. Thank you, Dylan. The, where the reality started and the CG ended. <laughs> it's like, it, it's fairly well done for the time, except for the death of one of the brides. Like that is poorly, poorly done. Like it looks like a 2d image, but for them moving around and attacking, it's, Again, I, I, I would say seamless. It blends fairly natural and it oh. gave some uh, characteristics to these three brides. So, what characteristics did it give to them? Yeah. So, you have bitchiness. Yeah, one. bitchiness. <laughs> Didn't you see their long stare? Just the resting bitch face. Uh, no. So, you have you have the, the main bride, the, the dark hair woman. Uh, she's taking charge, she's taking lead. And then you have the two mistress, the the blonde hair and the red hair one, where they're unexperienced. They might have only been with Dracula for a couple hundred years, so they're not how not sure how to play the game, but they still want to meet his needs. Yeah, they don't have the experience behind it. Thanks, Dave. Uh, so you can see they're a bit little. They're like uh, they're like uh, gunslingers of the Wild West. You know, they just get the job done, but they're not really thinking about the consequences. So maybe maybe they maybe they were in charge of planning this mission, and they were just like, let's just do it. In the day, and it's like I you have a hundred years, and you can't figure out that daylight attacking the during the daylight is bad. Okay, I'm going to talk to Matt I, on this one because he we seem to have fairly similar complexions here. Matt, if you go on a boat and it's kind of cloudy and you don't put on any sunscreen all day, what's going to happen to you? Uh, I'm going to be a lobster by the end of the day. Okay, now what happens if sun fucking kills you and there's a slightly overcast day? Uh, I've been through this. <laughs> It was such a high priority to get Kate Beckinsale that they didn't. They're also they, they disregarded the environment. They're also flying so fast that they are able to mm -hmm. dodge all of those individual photons faster than light. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 what is this Bahu Bali speed? Are you talking here? Like how fast are we talking? <laughs> what did we learn about Kate in this entire scene? She's a princess. She is part. We found that way before that. Did we? Yeah. No. It was after. Yes. It was after the no. village because he would, no. her and he We learn about a... it way back in like when he's talking to the monks, I believe. Okay. So we learned that she's a princess. She is part of the family that was supposed to be taking down Dracula. So we, 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 we already know that. What did we learn from the village? You said we learned stuff. Oh, she can fight. get things done. She can 
easily fight on her own. Yeah, she gets swooped out, but she gets out of that scenario by cutting the the ankle of a vampire. And then she does some sweet backflips off of trees and houses. Yeah. We see a sweet... She stands her own, Dave. We're, we're dealing with uh, a strong, keep going, independent though. woman. What happens? She gets caught again because she sucks. <laughs> and who saves her? Van Helsing. A man. Our hero. <laughs> our, yeah, I don't understand where you're going with this, Dave. We don't learn anything about her this entire scene, this entire 40-minute long fight scene. It's not 40 minutes. It was brutally long. And like the whole time, I'm just like, all right, kill one of these fucking vampires. <laughs> kill one. But he just kept reloading, and he kept reloading, and he kept shooting through their wings, and it kept they kept regenerating. Like, I've never wanted a scene to end so bad than this one because I knew where it was going. Everyone knew where it was going. They weren't going to capture her, and they were going to kill one of the more insignificant brides of Dracula. That's exactly what happened, but they just stretched it out over 45 minutes to an hour and a half. I kind of lost track of time. <laughs> time, time so, doesn't matter. That's The ambition in this movie was a downfall. I don't think it was a kind of hurt them there, eh? Mm, yeah. I disagree. I, I think you got an idea of what the threat is, and it's kind of setting up how strong Dracula could be in comparison to the brides. So you're seeing different levels to the threats that Van Helsing is going to, going to experience throughout this movie. So wait, 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 we see the difference between the bride and Dracula. Yeah. Well, look at it. So he's battling these three brides. He's barely holding his own. Like you're saying, he's shooting through their wings. He's not taking them down, but then he has to be more creative. Yes. Holy water dips it into right. the, the arrows and then he's able to take them down. So we see Van Helsing grow, become a better hero. What does that have to do with Dracula? Yeah, I'm still confused about that. So what I'm saying is you're seeing him battle three. How can he hold his own? Is it a challenge? That's what we're seeing in this scene. Then you can compare that to how he battles Dracula and how much more of a challenge is it for Dracula? That's what we're seeing. We're seeing the scale up. You don't want to have him battling Dracula right off the bat because you've just seen him battle Mr. Hyde. You don't know. You don't know the, the varying levels of degrees. This, is, this has been an hour into the film. We've seen him fight two people or two two big Fine fights. Fine with it. Fine with it. Slow burn. Slow burn, Dave. And he grows by the end. That's that's what we that's <laughs> we have we have character. Yeah, he grows growth. fangs and fur and becomes a fucking werewolf. <laughs> exactly. That's what he needed to fight Dracula in the end. He needed to become a werewolf too. I don't remember where it happens. At some point he gets bitten by a werewolf. I think he gets bitten when they're by the brother. Yeah, by the brother. So they're traveling. I don't... It, the reasons why they're going to an Eyes Wide Shut masquerade sex ball doesn't matter. But they're traveling... Shut up, okay? It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're just going there. We're traveling on the Trans Transylvanian horses, which are the fastest horses in the world. Everyone knows that as well. And they're going to this ball. No, remember they said specifically, even faster than a werewolf, right? <laughs> Remember they specifically said that? Like I think, the yes, Transylvanian horses are faster, even faster than a werewolf. What fucking catches them immediately? Uh a werewolf that was being vampires. carried by vampires. Vampires. Yes. <laughs> it was a team up scenario. No one saw that coming. <laughs> if it was just a werewolf, fine. Vampires and werewolves teaming up. Remember, this movie is about bringing together. I can't remember monsters. that. Do we see that actually happen? <laughs> happen. I, I don't off camera. It's, fully remember. It's not important to fact check me here. Everyone, this is this is just how it happens, and that's how Hugh Jackman gets bitten by the werewolf. And then everybody knows when you get bitten by a werewolf, you also become a werewolf. So now we got super yep. cool, intrepid hero werewolf monster hunter 
Hugh Jackman. And that's how he gets the powers that he needs to fight Dracula in the end of the movie, where there is a huge CGI fight scene where both characters are CGI. And everyone loves that. That's the perfect way to end a film. Everyone wants computer-generated characters punching and kicking and fighting each other. Look, they did it in Black Panther, and Black Panther won an Oscar for the greatest movie in 2018. And it ended racism, too. It did. So, Does this movie ever explain why a werewolf needs to kill Dracula? I think it, Carl, Carl takes an attempt at explaining it to them before they enter uh, Dracula's. He finds a random summer. painting, and it still doesn't make sense why. Like, he does, they don't say why that I think that makes no sense. Wait till we get to the ice door. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't feel like I have to explain Carl's thought process. If Dave yes, needs you an do. explanation, he should oh, just rewatch on. this movie. Hold on. You're the one who said, I understand the mind of Hugh Jackman. I know why he's taking this movie. He and Steven Summers are best butt buddies. So you can tell me, goddammit, exactly what Carl was thinking. I actually have no notes on Carl's explanation for this. So we might have to uh, try and get through this one, Matt. I, it doesn't matter. How he explains it doesn't matter. There we go. Okay. What matters is that we Carl uses in his ingenuity and his smarts and his exposition powers to get us into another dimension where he can fight Dracula on his own turf because that's how you do it. You have to, he, you put some other gizmo, some little uh, doodad in the mirror and then it becomes a portal into an ice world and then that's how they meet and then that's where they're fighting Dracula. So, okay, so off that, I am going to say that Summers had, again, a bigger idea behind this and this might, it should have been a trilogy in his head. Because I think he has a lot of explaining of how Dracula's in this ice world. Because I know there's a like one sentence of this uh, that Dracula explains to Hugh Jackman. So I think we're probably going to get more movies of that event actually happening. So there was probably going to be a prequel. Yeah, I can't Until wait. They were like, "No, you fucked up uh, the Universal movies monsters. <laughs> like you, we gave you a pass on the Mummy and Mummy Two, and then you did the fucking Scorpion King. But this one, we're not even letting you get to the movie two. Summers, Summers didn't direct uh, Scorpion King. I think he was just there as a bystander. But, yeah, uh, but he, he put it in number two, didn't he? <laughs> Summers, yes. Summers, we can cut this because it doesn't support our argument in any way. But he also <laughs> directed the Scorpion King colon Book of Souls in 2018. Remember that? <laughs> Great movie. I just felt like I wasn't done with the story of the Scorpion King. Like I really needed to come back. <laughs> exactly. There was just more story to be told. Stephen Summers stands yeah. alone. Okay. He put the sting down inside him. He's not dying for this. All right. <laughs> I really hope that's a Godsmack reference. <laughs> it, it, it is. Um, all my references are Godsmack Stand references. Alone. So we've, we've heard a little bit about the ambition and whether or not uh, it was ambitious or possibly just lazy cookie cutter filmmaking with no explanation whatsoever. Nope. Uh, I know where I stand. <laughs> Objection. Audience, I think you know where you stand. Objection. Editorializing. Overruled. <laughs> it's my court. I can do whatever I want. This is what happens when I'm the judge. Things are very unprofessional. So moving on. What else you guys got for me? You guys had another point. I... <laughs> I, I feel like you guys should say some more. All Bring right. up your own case because you're just nitpicking ours, which is fine. Okay. But I we would can like also to attack, do the same thing. Too. I would like to demand the defense explain the lore, not the movie plot, but the lore behind the plot. So 
the origins of Van Helsing, the origins of Dracula, and the relationship to the Valeri... What are their fucking dumbass names? Yes, the Valerius uh, family. They're all connected, and there is lore to it. But it's so dumb and nonsensical that I bet you they can't piece it all together. (laughs) Challenge, gauntlet, throne. Well, everybody... Okay, of course, Van Helsing is from Bram Stoker's Dracula, the original book. Abraham Van Helsing. Right, but this is 2004, Gabriel. and Abraham is not a cool name for your your hero. <laughs> yep. Abraham at that point is like Abraham Simpson, you know, talking about, uh, well, I had an onion tied to my belt, see, which was the style at the time, and I'd had to take the ferry to Transylvania, and it was, at that time, it cost a quarter, and we had bumblebees on quarters, and you'd say five nickels for a bumblebee. Okay. So they just changed his name. <laughs> It's not it's not Abraham because that's not cool anymore. So they what you know what they changed it to? Gabriel. And we also know that Gabriel is the name of the angel that was the left hand of God. Everybody right. knows this. Every sim He's the right hand of God. I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. Isn't it right hand of God? No, I think it's left hand in this. How many hands does God have? Let's not move on God until is, we God settles. is ambidextrous. God has no laterality. He is perfect in every way. And I will not hear otherwise. And and as any symbologist would know, just like Van Helsing is. <laughs> but, and, uh, I don't know. Adam, you can fill in the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the question so, again? So, so it's Matt's covered his name. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? Which is, yeah, yeah, Van Helsing's called this in the actual source material. But he goes by Gabe now. <laughs> Let's uh, let's hear about the the Valerius family. Uh, what's their backstory exactly? I think they're ancient vampire hunters, right? The Valerius family. Yes, no, I believe so. No, yeah, no. He no, is not. Dracula is an offshoot. He's one of the kids. Right, right. They're they're like princes. There's a there's a prince and princess of some family that ruled mm-hmm. Transylvania, and then they're fighting. They're they're the people that keep. The good people and all of those villages of Transylvania safe from the vampires historically. Okay. Dracula is part of that family. Okay, so he's like the bad He was killed by Gabriel, the left handed god, and turned into a vampire for some reason. Explain that to me, please. Why? That was not covered in the movie, Dave. Made... Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. They made a about deal that. with the devil. That's what that's what turns you into into a Dracula, into a vampire. So what the hell is Gabe? What is Gabe? Can we back up though? <laughs> Can you, can you, <laughs> why did God send Gabriel to kill him? Well, that's pretty obvious. Isn't yeah, because he was a man at that point. He only made the deal with the devil after to come back to life. It's a menacing, menacing threat that was probably up to no good. Some shenanigans. So God was just like, I can't deal with this. Right. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Adam, are the- is it preordination or do we have free will in life? <laughs> All right. Figure here it we out go. Now or you lose this case. Yeah. <laughs> the court will wait for an answer. We're in a simulation. Oh shit! Oh no! Oh shit! Keanu, this is proof. This is proof that we're in a simulation. I got I got sucked into a into a, a a black hole on the internet looking up the physics of how vampires wouldn't show up in mirrors, and <laughs> there are no good uh, answers that are that just don't resort to magic. But that's proof. I think that's the only answer you can have, though. But is that's magic. proof yeah. that we're in a simulation because vampires are the ones that can, you can just turn off certain laws of physics by the the agents that are running the simulation. We're really in the matrix right now, and that would explain 
Van Helsing's super cool full-length leather jacket. And why we have to defend this movie. Yeah. Okay, but what does that have to do with Frankenstein's monster? Yeah, how does Frankenstein fit into this? Guys, I said it at the beginning. No, I, actually, I actually do know how Frankenstein fits in, so you don't have to do that. But, okay, <laughs> here, here's the problem. So, so they've created backstory and Loris for all of them. So they got mm-hmm. Van Helsing, who's maybe an angel, maybe not. He's at least 2,000 years old almost at this point. Sure. He is the one who killed Dracula, as right. Dracula was a mortal man 400 years ago. Dracula made a deal with the devil, came back as a monster. So then the father of Dracula, who is still alive when Dracula came back, banished him with magic. How? I don't know. But he made an ice wall. And then some some point later, Van Helsing was brain, brainwashed. <laughs> got his mind wiped. So he doesn't remember any of this shit. Why? Was he, was I don't know. There's no point for him to forget all this. <laughs> was he brainwashed by the church? So they yeah, the church did it, but he was already serving the church. No, but we don't even know what the church is because they're like, oh, you have that ring. So you might find answers like the church doesn't even know why. Is this almost like a Hellboy scenario where like Gabriel came down to Earth to do a task and then like the church kind of converted him to do their needs? Even though he would be, I, I think I think it's like a J.J. Abrams scenario where they just started throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck, and like very little did. But that's just the court's professional opinion. I think mm. it's a, a shitty movie that's just trying to create any possible sequel that it could. So it made like eleven thousand backstories, and it's like any any of them. Which one? Which one? And they're like none of them. And he's like, what? And that was that's the true surprise in this movie is that. Summers didn't get his sequel, which was pretty much the driving plot for this whole movie was how do I make this into a franchise? How do I ensure I get some sequels out of this? Which is so ironic that he didn't get any and deservedly so. (laughs) Ambition. I see the ambition. That's the ambition of this movie. (laughs) Well, I'm ready to make a judgment, but. (laughs) All right. I mean, I, I think I just decimated you. Anyway, we can talk about the ending if you want, but. That doesn't help your case much either. <laughs> no, we get a f- we get basically Let's... cut everything out past their first confrontation with Dracula. They could have ended the movie with that first confrontation with Dracula in his castle in the mortal realm. It would have been a great film. It would have been like an hour and twenty minutes, a fun <laughs> little ride. No, we got a two-hour, three-hour movie of garbage. We needed more. People wanted more. They tested it. They cut. I, they cut we, it. We got everything in that first hour and twenty though. Like we got. The baby vampires and they killed them they could just kill dracula in his own castle but then you don't get a werewolf fighting a vampire and that's what people want remember they remember want this has never been done before they, they could have had the brother like try to attack him we could have a little brother fight drac a brother on great 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 uncle fight? <laughs> that would have been cool it would have been cool well i mean Obviously, you're right that werewolves fighting vampires was definitely hot shit at this moment. And this is very clearly Universal going, what the heck? We have all the licensing rights to the best ones, namely uh, Wolfman and Dracula. So, like, let's do our own because, like, Twilight had already done it. Underworld obviously was doing it. And they're like, well, how are we going to compete with Underworld? Like, well, let's just fucking cast Underworld. Let's just cast, <laughs> let's just cast all of Underworld. And what Old. should it look like? It should look like Underworld. Should it have, like, lore-like Underworld? Because, like, these monsters kind of already have stories and stuff. They come from, like, romantic literature of the 19th. No, fuck that. We're going to make up our own stories. Angel. And, and like, he killed Dracula. 
I don't know. That sounds kind of fucking stupid, Summers. Like, maybe we should just stick with... No! Underworld and Twilight. I'm going to do it. Scorpion King. Let's go! I don't see any negatives to this. And defense? Let's... <laughs> we can probably wrap this up. Yeah, can we? Because I am treading. <laughs> just yeah. like, so I in the end, there's else. a giant battle and Frankenstein and <laughs> this is going to be the stupidest. So Frankenstein and Dracula, they could just big fight. There's a werewolf also who fights them. And so the Frankenstein and werewolf and Dracula fight and then the girl dies because she's not any of those things. <laughs> we forgot. And that's it. Well, you forgot there's that we, we get all of the setup and then the payoff because Anna, mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale fights the last Dracula bride, vampire bride, which is a scene that totally passes the Bechdel test that everyone knows because they just, they're fighting. They don't mention a man once. And in fact, they spend most of the fight talking about how important it is to be pretty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See, they pass the Bechdel test with flying colors. (laughs) Way to go, Steven. You did it, Steven. Wait, how does she kill the vampire in the end? What happens exactly? She stakes her. She's, but how does she get the stake? She takes it through teamwork. Dave, you need a team to help Carl. What I'm hearing is that a man's <laughs> Carl. Carl helps Kate Beckinsale. Coral. Coral. <laughs> to kill the last vampire bride. But Carl also had his own battle that was going on on the bridge where Igor was chasing him with an electric cow prod, I believe. Yeah. This is where Frankenstein's monster steps in. See... Van Helsing helps Frankenstein's monster to escape Dracula. And then the monster helps everybody else. It's big teamwork. Everyone's coming together again, interconnected. (laughs) Which is exactly how Summers explained it to his cast when he was trying to direct them. (laughs) Get it, guys? They all come together. Uh, Okay. I'm going to stick my tongue out for this scene. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too busy getting this interconnectedness going. (laughs) So the it's movie beautiful. ends. All right. <laughs> Closing, <laughs> statement. Closing statements. All right. Who'd like to lead? Dave, you have to do them. Oh. Let me think. Matt, right. you go first. Here's my closing statement. This movie is a masterpiece. And the only reason that we're not talking about this giant universal monsters, dark universe with billion sequels is because the world just wasn't ready for its brilliance. 2004 was too early for this movie. This movie's like The Witcher before it was cool. Everybody loves The Witcher now. This was mm-hmm. this is where it all came from. It's like the perfect blend of Indiana Jones and James Bond and The Matrix and Crocodile Dundee that we've always wanted but never deserved. <laughs> this is this thing has like a sexy swashbuckling monster hunter fighting monsters and vampires and werewolves and Frankenstein's monster. It's so cool. There's nothing wrong with this. This is a masterpiece. My closing statement is basically what Matt said, but was sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Summer's ambition was too big and no one could rope him in. And it made a really awful movie. Yeah, I agree that this is not the movie we deserved, but that's because we did nothing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well argued by both sides, maybe. So... Some closing thoughts on Van Helsing. There's a lot of things that make this movie similar to sort of future blockbusters. Uh, Alan Silvestri, who did the soundtrack for Avengers, did the soundtrack for this. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, okay. That's good, yeah. Uh, Steven Summers, um, you know, he, 
he did write and direct The Mummy, which is still a decent film. It's not perfect, but it's certainly entertaining. You're, you're on the roller coaster the whole mm-hmm. way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman has had an exceptional career playing superheroes, you know, larger than life characters. Yep. Uh, Underworld had a million sequels. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chad Stahelski did the uh, fight choreography for this. He's had a lot of success in The Matrix, did all the John yeah. Wicks. Great. So what the fuck happened to this movie? <laughs> God damn it. I thought... Uh. I thought you were going to flip it and you are going to be for it, but you turned. <laughs> we almost had you. I thought we sold it. If, if you want to see, and I, I've said this so many fucking times, but if you want to see a movie that is less than the sum of its parts, you should watch Van Helsing because everybody working together, some of the best and brightest in the business, couldn't turn this around. And whose fault was it? We'll never know. So, on that note, thanks for coming to this episode of Grindhouse Courthouse. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> Van Helsing, more like Van Hell Yeah. Begin! Let's go! Let's get it, Carl. Best part was Dr. Hyde's cute butt. Try and prove me wrong. That's dumb. No one likes battling monsters for a full movie. Elevators! Oh my god, we just cracked this thing wide open. It's all connected, look at that. He was the hand of God. No. What? Listen to me. The reasons why they're going to an eyes wide shut masquerade sex ball doesn't matter. Shut up, okay? It doesn't matter. The kids, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never tried. Wayne Gretzky said that. No. 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 No, they're not. Flaming Jackass is is bitches. Brides, Dave. God. Your Honor, objection. He's starting again. He's already done this once. We should have our time to rebuttal. Adam, you are warned now to make your points. I don't feel like I have to explain Carl's thought process. If Dave needs an explanation, he should just rewatch this movie. Oh. And with that, the court is adjourned. Come back next time for a new trial with new litigants in the never-ending parade of schlock that is Grindhouse Courthouse. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>